it back. Yeah. yeah. Long overdue. Oh, you can say that again, my friend. What have we been doing? Well, it's been a tough couple weeks for the Mad Handle podcast. And why do you say that? Well, considering we're just uh, we're just getting over the legal ramifications from our issues with James Dolan a couple weeks ago. True. Um, we should, uh, unfortunately, let's just let the listeners know. Um, I'm sure they saw the article of the two Nick fans who asked Dolan to sell the team. Um, they got a video. Um, but what a lot of people don't know is it was me and Kev. You're looking you at you and Kev. There you go. There's your habit. Breaking news. And uh, listen, we sold that video to TMZ and uh, spent the last two weeks on an island. <laughs> James Dolan locked us up, threw us <laughs> on a boat, shipped us off to some deserted island, and told us to be nicer to him. And then two weeks later, I guess here we are. Um, that's it. We're back in town. The boys are back in town. <laughs> We missed, you know what, man? We missed some good, some good talking points, but we're back now. I know. We're going to kick it off. Uh, you know, the end of the season's coming. Playoffs are setting in. Yeah, this yes. is when teams should be hitting their stride. And I like it. I felt like yesterday was, I mean, this could be an Eastern Conference finals series between the Bucks and the 76ers. That was an awesome game yesterday. It's really fun to watch. Like it had everything. All the superstars showed up and played. Yep. And I mean, you had like one of the best like back and forths of the NBA season in a in a very long time with Giannis backing down Ben Simmons and dunking on him. And then I think he called him a fucking baby. It was awesome. <laughs> and then next play down, Ben Simmons dunks over. Uh, Giannis with a putback from Joel shot. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, especially Giannis calling Ben Simmons a fucking baby. Yeah, the, just the perfect response. And that was a big boy move. When he backed him down and just left shoulder and dunked it right on him, it was like, whoo! Well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like Ben Simmons is a pretty big dude, too. And, like, yeah. Giannis just, like, ragdolled him. Yeah. And it's crazy, but, like, the more and more you watch Giannis, you see like how big he is. And he, he could dominate from in the paint. Like, I don't know how great he is outside of there, but in the paint, he's unstoppable. So I keep seeing this comparison. What's your thoughts on this? He is the modern-day Orlando Magic Shaquille O'Neal. I don't know. I like it. A lot of his shots come at the rim. Yeah. He's – he can handle the ball. I mean, Shaq used to take a rebound and dribble up court before he got fat. Yeah. But, like – Even when he was fat. True. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But, like, I think it's – I really like that comparison because what the NBA is, everything's either a three or a dunk. Yep. And Giannis knows, listen, I can't really shoot threes, so I'm dunking the shit out of everything I get. And he can, which is insane. Those fucking arms. He just goes up and just throws the ball in the hoop. Big time. And you know, the thing is, like, when, when these games get, like, into crunch time, like, I, I, if I'm Coach Bud, I'm just telling Giannis to, to post up. 
Like, you're unstoppable around the rim. Just post up, dude. Like, why have to drive and, like, take all that energy? Just post your ass and down low and we'll get you the ball. Well, yeah, I feel like it's a different game now. Everyone hunts the mismatch. They yeah. pick and roll until they get the weak defender on him. And then he's and then with the space in the system, I mean, shit, Brooke Lopez doesn't even stand, like, anywhere less than 28 feet away from the rim. The guy, like, like everyone is just at the three-point line. So it's like, okay, either bring the double and I'm going to hit the open shooter or you're not guarding me one-on-one. See yeah. ya. Isn't it funny how the NBA now has turned into like, hey, let's get the tallest, the taller guys like away from the rim? It's like me growing up and everyone telling me you're so fucking tall, stop shooting. Yeah. You know what, Dickie? <laughs> you started See, the evolution. You were the original. <laughs> That's what it is. See, a fucking another example of me not getting my the credit that's due. <laughs> oh, I guess, man, but uh, trendsetter. What? I'm a trendsetter. Trendsetter. You've been called a lot of things in your life. I don't think trendsetter <laughs> is one of them. Oh, man. Oh, but, yeah, getting back to this game, I mean, the Bucks, the first-place team in the East, Philly, the third-place team. I, feel, I honestly feel like Philly is just hitting their stride right now. They're getting all these new guys incorporated into the team. Everybody's gelling. And my boy TJ McConnell is leading that second unit. I really like him. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think one through – their starting five, I think, my, is hands down the best in the East and is yeah. probably number two in the NBA. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I just – I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I just – I don't – I think like Jimmy Butler's going to fuck this thing up. See – yeah, I could see that just from his from his past. But when they made that trade, didn't like you think like, okay, like if they finally like have their guy, you know what I mean? Like they have their guy, and I just they had that guy all along. Like Joel Embiid, look at what he did yesterday. Like he's driving, he's hitting threes, he's posting up, he's playing D. Like, he – that's the guy. You know, that's Philly's dude. Like, I'll ride or die with, with Joel Embiid over Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. Dude's a freak. Like, you call it – you know, Giannis is a freak. Yeah, but, like, Joel has got so much more weight to him, and he's doing a lot of the same things that Giannis is, you know? Yeah. And that shimmy shake that he gave Giannis and just shot over him. Yeah. Looking like a young Dirk right there. But, like, I don't know. Like – I thought I thought the same thing you did. When they did the trade for Butler, it's like, all right, they got – I mean, obviously the, the, the two studs were Simmons and Embiid, and they're going to have more, more of like that thing with the fan base because they're homegrown dudes. But yeah. they, they trade for Butler, like, all right, we got a closer. Like, this dude's done it. He's, he's hit the big, big shots in the fourth quarter, whatnot. I still think the trade for Tobias is just insurance for when Butler leaves. Yeah, I do see that. I mean, I think it's this year or nothing. For, well, I shouldn't say that. I think this is the year for the Sixers to make noise. I agree. I agree, and I think having Jimmy Butler as that like number two guy, he's a, he's a great number two guy. Oh yeah, 
one of the best, you know, two-way players in the NBA. But I think as long as he understands that, hey, it's crunch time, like, I think we're getting the ball to Joel. Yeah, like, I I just hope that, yeah, I hope when the game gets tight and they're on on the big stage, they're, whether they're the second round, because they're going to win the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. So, if whether it's second round of the playoffs versus whoever – or even Eastern Conference Finals, I just hope he doesn't start his little bitching, like, little. And I'm sure he will. And I'm sure he will. It, it's just nature of the beast with him, you know? Like, he's, he's going to do that. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. You got to hope that if it happens in the playoffs, the team rallies around it, you know? True. But, I mean, like you said, yeah, I think – I mean, they got the right, – as of right now, they'd be playing the Pistons – but like, you know, good story in the NBA. Like, they've played better basketball, you know? Yeah, but there's no match. There's no match for them. Although, dude, Blake's been playing out of control over there. Yeah, no, Blake's a stud. I can't wait till he op- till he forces a trade out of there next year. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think he might like it over there. He may like Detroit. But, they, dude... They're locked into that roster for the next couple of years. Yeah. Andre yeah, Drummond's on a max. Rip Reggie Jackson's on a max. Their young guys are Luke Kennard. Like, that team's Luke. That team is doomed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that that'll be an easy uh, first round for them. Yeah. Um, a guy that, like, Ben Simmons, like, I get it. He's dating, like, what's her name? Kendall Jenner. So there's always that like little like Kardashian curse or whatever. <laughs> so you never know. You know. Which is a real thing. We can't dismiss that. Lamar Odom went absolutely nuts. Shout out to my boy Chris Humphreys, wherever the fuck he is right now. <laughs> what do you think he, he essentially his NBA career over? Yeah. I mean, he he was on other teams and I'm pretty sure he was on a team as recent as like two years ago. Yeah. But as far as, like, a contributing piece or, like, anything other than a dude who's, like, your 11th guy on the bench, like, nothing. He was never better than that. Yeah, but, like, that first year when, like, he came on the scene, everyone was like, yo, like, he's pretty good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kim, they got divorced, and, like, he hasn't been the same. But without going too far off the deep end, if you could tell me that I could have a career like Chris Humphreys, I would fucking do it in a second. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 11th guy on the bench on an NBA team? No problem. Yeah. That, yeah. Like a model, you know? Like, okay. Yeah, things could be worse. Things could be worse. I'm sure he's somewhere in fucking Wisconsin right now. Just on tractor. Well, Chris Humphreys. Oh, man. All right. Question for you. Yeah. Let's say it does go down to, you know, the Eastern Conference Finals and you have the Bucks and the Sixers. Who are you taking? So, can we back that up a little bit? Yeah. Because, will they even meet? Let's run through the matchups how they have right now. Right now, it's the 3-6 is Sixers-Pistons. They're, they're going to win that. Yeah. Bucks will beat the Heat in the 1-8 matchup. Mm-hmm. 
So now, when you get to the second round, is that when the Bucks would play the Sixers? Oh, I think you're right. Because, right, then the second-place team would probably play the winner of 4-5. Yeah. So we ah, – I think we're kind of seeing that's, that one a little too early. Yeah. Right? That should be an Eastern Conference Finals. But then you're looking at – Ooh, that could be a good round too. So you're looking at Bucks, Sixers, Raptors, Celtics. Yeah, that's a stacked round is, two in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's going to be a fun little Eastern Eastern Conference hasn't been this good in a long time. That's true, but if you're talking in, in a series, I don't know because that's such a tough question. You like it really comes down to talent versus system. I th- yeah, and I think the talent always wins. Okay, so so what is that then? So then I you mean, pick the Sixers six. are winning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Look at the Hawks; they had a great system, won sixty plus games. They didn't really have a stud. Ah, Giannis is a stud. I don't know. That's a tough comparison, man. Because like they have the one man re- like wrecking crew in Giannis, and then they I know do. It. I do like that. Comparison to the Atlanta Hawks, though, for this Bucks team. Same coach, yep. like great offense. Everyone knows what to do, how to do it. Let's see, but like playoffs, huh? Yeah, can you play Brook Lopez in the playoffs? How much does Malcolm Brogdon mean to this team? Now he's out till at least the second round. I think that's a big loss. But they, they still have. I thought they picked up George Hill recently. They did. They they have George Hill. So like, I mean, the guy was in the finals last year. Yeah, we forget yeah. about that. You know, like it's just dismissed. But like, because the Cleveland Cavaliers are now a seventeen win team. <laughs> yep. Two games, actually, no, three games ahead of. Dude, what do you think J.R. Smith? Is what? What do you think J.R. Smith is doing? Uh, he's, he's maybe he, he should go back to China now. Dude, he's still getting paid. He's on the Cavs. But they just were like, don't come in. We're not going to play you. Stay away from the team. That'd be awesome if my boss is like, hey, don't come in. We're still going to pay you. Yeah. But don't worry about it. Fucking scam. What a scam that is. Yet. Yet. The league is going to find the Pelicans because they weren't going to play Anthony Davis. Yeah, I know. Or the Rockets tell Melo 10 games into the year, get the fuck out of here. Which is the best. Like, And they finally cut him right by the deadline. It's not like, like – that's just such a weird thing how some teams get away with shit like that and others don't. Yeah, it's true. But um, here, I want to go back to this. Well, we kind of started – what started this uh, – conversation was like the whole Ben Simmons Giannis thing Mm -hmm. and like if you look at them they're they're pretty comparable they're both tall they're both like I guess you would call Giannis like a point forward right oh yeah because he's always a candle in the ball so they're both point forwards I mean obviously Giannis is just he's a freak like he's just so much longer than everybody else but they both really can't shoot they both, you know, rebound really well, and they're both really good passers for, like, how tall they are. Yeah. 
So it's like I feel like it's a good comparison. I think that'd be a really like fun matchup to watch in the playoffs. But and what's funny is I don't even think they would guard each other. They probably wouldn't. And I think Embiid is going to guard Giannis. Yeah, if he's on the floor, because like you know how Joel gets, and I'm sure him in the playoffs is going to be like that oh. much better. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they. Uh, I, I really like this matchup. It's good. This is a good matchup. What I thought was kind of funny when I was looking it up. So I was thinking more of a Giannis versus Embiid thing because I feel like since Embiid did so well like guarding him yesterday, mm-hmm. that it's just gonna it's gonna force Brett Bound to do that matchup in the playoffs, or at least like start out with that matchup in the playoffs. Yeah. So you look at. Um, like, yeah, you can look at points, rebounds, assists, the shooting numbers, all, all that stuff. I was like looking at win shares just to see like, how much does this guy actually really mean to this team? And you know what? Like we were talking about a system or having like a bunch of stars. Yeah. Giannis has a 13 win share. So that means that's like an estimate number of wins contributed just by that one dude. So he's good for 13 wins. That's nuts. The Knicks have 14. (laughs) Wait, say it again? The Knicks as a team have 14. It's incredible. That's nuts. What's what's Ben Simmons at? So Embiid's numbers, he's at an eight. He accounts for eight wins himself. Okay. Which I thought was, I was, I don't know, I was expecting, I don't know what to expect from Bede. Because, like, yeah, he's such a big dude, but they have so many other guys on that team. So it's hard to, like, take that into account, you know? Yeah. But now you're looking at a dude who actually handles The Rock and Simmons. And he accounts for, he's the same. He's eight win share. So it's like, I thought that was an interesting stat just to see how much Giannis actually fucking means to this Bucks team. Like, yeah, well, I mean, think about it. If you take Embiid out or Ben Simmons out or Jimmy Butler out of that lineup, that team still has a pretty good chance to win that game. Yeah. If you take Giannis out of the lineup for the Bucks, like, I don't really see them being favored in a lot of games. Oh, yeah. You know, so maybe I guess that has to kind of factor into that. Like, hey, if they lose this guy, like they're 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 screwed. Yeah, hundred percent. So now, I will have to. Uh, I brought that up. This is actually kind of funny. So when I looked at that stat before, it said Embiid had a fifteen point nine win share. I was like, whoa, Embiid like means more to the Sixers than Giannis to the Bucks. <laughs> but as I was like reading that stat out to you, like a, like a minute ago. I realized that that is his career number. (laughs) So I had to like change it on the fly and had to go come up with a different angle. I think I covered it until I just called myself out. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, you're doing it on the fly. Not a bad job. Yeah. Right. Look at that. A little behind the scenes for the listeners. (laughs) 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 Yep. But, yeah, honestly, I think it would be a really good matchup. I think the Sixers will prevail just because I think you're right. I think tonight. And, like, uh, you know, I did like the Bucks all year, but they, they've kind of 
cooled on me a little bit. I still think the Greek Freak's going to win the MVP, but it'll be a tough matchup to see them get out of the second round if they play Philly. Oh, so you, like, you think Giannis is MVP, no doubt. Yeah, I, I think so. I think this year his is coming out. Why are you still going Harden? I don't know. Because, like, that scoring like, stretch was completely ridiculous by Harden. Yeah. But, like... He's averaging 36 points a game. It's fucking absurd. 36. If Denver falls off two games and the Rockets could get the two seed, I think there's a very good chance that he goes back-to-back MVPs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. You think of – all I'm saying is these – like the guys who vote for this end up kind of screwing themselves, like with Nash and with Curry. Because they vote these dudes MVPs. And then they come back the next year and have even a better year. It's like, so how do you not? How do you not give the guy – like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then at the same breath, the Bucks are in the, to the one seed. Like, they're clear and far the best team in – oh, I shouldn't say, say that. But record-wise, they're the best team in the East. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's going to be – I think it's going to be very close. Just like kind of looking at James Harden's numbers this year, yeah, I think uh... – I think you're right, and and I think the fact that like they didn't start off too hot, and like people were talking about, oh, they got rid of Melo, like he was the cancer, this and that. Yep. Chris Paul got hurt, and then like they just took off, like they started yeah. playing really good basketball, and like, and James Harden was what scoring like forty points a game. Yeah, I think the I think he had over 30, 32 straight games. Insane. I'm just like looking at like just for the past, I think this is like 10 games. He's had a 58 point night, a 42 point night, a 41 point night, 35, 31, 29, 28, and a 30. Like that's insane. And it's not even like, like it's not top news in the NBA. It's not. It's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. He's averaging 36 points a game, and he's shooting worse than he shot last year. Wow. That's nuts. But then also, these one, these one like, dimensional scorers, are, yeah, like these guys like this, they don't get the accolades. Think of Jordan when he won the scoring title. You think of Westbrook when he averaged a triple-double. Du- triple like, I feel like people realize that. Yeah. There's no one else to do it. He has to. And I think, yeah, definitely. I also think that the way that he plays. like Yeah, that doesn't help at all. You know, the way that his style of play doesn't really attract a lot of people. Yeah. And it, it's, it's that Paul Pierce style of play, you know? He's going to rub into you. He's going to try to get the call. And he's going to hit the shot no matter what, you know? Yep. But – think we're we're flying off the handles here we're getting to mvp talk yeah true all right all right let's reel it back back in let's reel it back in let's stick with some bucks here maybe okay. some past bucks okay you remember a guy by the name of jason terry jason i believe it was the jet um i will forever love jason terry to the max oh my god we get this it. dude 
I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know if I've said this, but whenever that guy's name comes up, I think of one story. And what's that? Before, before the 2011 NBA season, Jay okay. Perry gets a tattoo of the of the NBA Harry O'Brien championship trophy on his arm. And he tells everyone on the team, if we don't win this year, I'll get this tattoo removed. Now, the, the Mavs were not a title contender. They were not like this top team coming in. And what the fuck happened? They rally off. They take out the Kobe and Powell Lakers. They sweep them, might I add. They take out OKC. They, who else was there on that? Was it this? I don't remember who else was there. It was incredible. And then they take out. You go from, you go, I don't remember who else is there, but it was incredible. Then they take out the Heatles. And first year Heatles. And I'm sorry, this has to go down somewhere in the record books. Dirk was and is the last sole star to win an NBA title. I don't think any team moving forward, anyone will be able to win a title being the sole star on a team. Okay. The super teams have ruined that. And Dirk, my man, Dirky Dirk, is going down as the last guy to do it. All right. There's an infinity amount of NBA years left. I'm sure there'll be someone. All right. We'll see. Well, we'll see. I'm taking this to the grave. Oh, boy. All right. Reeling it back in again. Okay. <laughs> Dallas. Um, so I'm making the connection here. Jason Terry, former Milwaukee Buck. Okay. I'm going to give you a little six-year challenge. Everyone's been doing this whole 10-year challenge on Instagram. Well, I'm going to do a six-year challenge. Okay. This day, six years ago, Jason Terry went up to block a LeBron James alley-oop attempt and got absolutely destroyed. Like, people were putting him in the coffin. Like, they were (laughs) – I thought there was no way his NBA career would keep going, although it did. But that was, what, six years ago? That was LeBron, Wade, Bosh on the heat. Good times. Everyone's smiling. We're making the playoffs, right? Yep. Fast forward six years later to LeBron James, game on the line, ball in his hands, gets stuffed by Mario Herzanga, <laughs> adding more to the misery of the Lakers season and for the first time in his career will not be in the NBA postseason. Incredible. Incredible. Just, it reminds – I think you texted me this actually – that it's like the MJ Wizards. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I don't think he should be at this point yet. I don't think – but, like, is he like, – I don't think it's all him because he's putting up, like, typical LeBron numbers. I, those are empty stats, man. What do you mean? I, oh, look, LeBron had 33-8-8. Eight eight. Oh, that's awesome. You lost to the Knicks. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy that, like, I think this Laker team was, like, a, like more talented than some of the teams that he played on with the Cavs. That's why I don't know. Is this drop-off him? That's where I'm getting a little, like, like, yeah, the Lakers don't have a star. 
That Cavs team last year was trash. Yeah, I know. You had they like, started Jeff Green like trash. Yeah, like Rodney Hood lost all of his powers. Yep. George Hill sucked. Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson. Yo, where, is Jordan Clarkson still there? Yeah. Oh, boy, what a fall from grace, hanging out with Miles in, in L.A. to fucking not being even known on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Fucked up. But, yeah, I, I honest, I don't know if it's – I don't think it's his play this year that's dropped off. I do think that that, like, personality is not really vibing with the young players of the Lakers, though. Dare we say the young players of the league? And I think you're right about that. I think there's a lot of young players that probably don't want to play with him. Because let's think about it. Who's his boys? Who do we – Who I mean, we don't fucking know who his friends are. Let's be real. But, yeah. like, at, at least the people that we think are his boys in the banana boat crew. What do you mean? I got his number on speed dial. <laughs> 1-800-LeBron. Yeah. But, like – yeah, it doesn't seem like he's making best friends with Ingram. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, your boy's Chris Paul. Chris Paul's like hobbling around and could barely play it back-to-backs. Wade's yeah. retiring. Melo's gone. Yeah. Uh, who are you going to get to play with you, dude? Who else? Who was the – yeah, Wade's retiring. Yeah. The banana boat's no longer a boat. No. It's just one banana there. <laughs> Solo banana boat ride. Is there is nothing more depressing than going on a banana boat by yourself? <laughs> That's him. Man, I wish I was really good at Photoshop. I, w- I could Photoshop just him on a banana boat. Yeah, and I want like everyone else off, so he's just like sitting there miserable. Yeah, <laughs> like, hopping on the, throw in the Lakers logo in the banana. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I do that. I don't think it meshes with the Lakers. I don't, and I think you're right. I think that there's going to be a lot of players like Kawhi has already said he doesn't want to go to the Lakers. You know, like, yeah. he's already thinking about going to the Clippers rather than the Lake Show. That's just one of them. Like, I mean, all indications is that Durant, you know, fingers crossed, is going to come to the Knicks, you know? I I think it's going to be crazy to see this summer because the Clippers are in the playoffs right now. I mean, they traded away to Bias and they stayed around in the eighth seed, which is dude. crazy. Doc Rivers, huh? Unbelievable, dude. Dude's a legend. Like he just he does his fucking job. I mean, did you hear though? Apparently, Magic Johnson came out and said that they're interested in hiring Doc next year as the Lakers head coach. Oh, if I was Doc, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I would not do that if I was Doc. You built a culture on the Clips, and you have two max free agent slots? Like, what? Yeah. And I'm going to listen to LeBron's shit? Can you imagine Kawhi goes there? Dude, that's what I was going to say. If I think the, the big thing right now is because there's still a lot up in the air. Lakers could swing for an Anthony Davis trade. You never know what happens with the with how the NBA plays out. I think at this point they have to go for that Anthony Davis trade. Oh, they have to. But, like, what if Ingrams has a reoccurring blood clot issue? They're not. He's not going to be a centerpiece of an Anthony Davis trade. 
Yeah, because look at uh, Chris Bosh. That's what I'm saying. Like, the Pelicans aren't going to do, do that. Nope. But if, say, Lakers continue tanking and the NBA gods shine down on them and give them a high pick, then they could use that. Like, you know what I mean? We don't know how this is going to pl- play out. Yeah. Like, if the Lakers aren't able to add a max free agent or the free agent they add is like Kemba Walker and we yeah. see a Kawhi and someone else sign with the Clips, you're, you're seeing free agents like actively choose the Clippers over the Lakers, I think it's going to be like, whoa. Yeah, it's definitely going to – it'll send some ripples through the NBA waters, that's for sure. Genie will be crying real fast. Big time. They're already talking about fire and Luke. I know. This shit's going to crumble, man. If, like, I, I can't see Magic hanging around, why would he see through another shitty year in a rebuild? He owns the Dodgers. See yeah. ya. I think it goes back to LeBron. Like it, 100%. Because you, you're not just getting LeBron the player here. You're getting LeBron, like, LeBron the coach, LeBron the GM, LeBron the owner that wants his hands in everything. Yeah. Maybe that that's just – I think that would be too much if, like, I was on that team. Like, dude, like, this guy is controlling – probably controlling if I'm going to get dealt or not, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, if – yeah, if I was, like, Kuzma or, like, one of those dudes, yeah, I definitely – I don't know. I don't know how I wouldn't say anything. Like, you're telling me in the locker room they're not like, yo, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, dude, please don't trade me. I'll pass you the ball whenever you want. Yeah. Or like, like, or like after all, all that shit, I'm in the, I'm on Instagram and I'm seeing how I'm traded to the Pelicans for two weeks. And then now I've not, and I got to now be your friend and listen to you and the media tell people how we're going to make the playoffs. Dude, I don't like you. Yeah. Like, fuck that. I don't know. That, that's got to be such a weird dynamic. Big time. But then also, not a direct comparison, but I work with people I don't like. Yeah. I mean, it it does boil down to like, this is a job. Yeah. You still work. You still get shit done. So maybe it's not that big of a deal and we're just overblowing it. (sighs) Fucking media, right? Yeah. You know? Speaking of media, uh, uh, I did hear that, I think, was it Van Gundy who said this, that kind of said that the Lakers should think about trading LeBron. Yeah, it was hysterical. On a live broadcast, he, he Who's brings doing that, that up. trade? Um, ooh, that's interesting. Like, what team right now do you see giving up, a like, asset, a lot of assets to bring in LeBron? Who? Rockets. <sighs> You think? Like, I don't know. Like, is he really going to, like, want to go there? Is he going to, like... Uh, I'm just trying to, like, run through the teams that are in the league right now. And, uh, like, what are the Lakers going to ask for? Fucking everything. That's what I'm saying. Like, and how, as the Rockets, like, how are you going to want to bring this guy onto your team when you absolutely know that as soon as he gets here, shit's going to be turned upside down? Yeah, we're just going to, like, you're going to have to bank on the fact that talent just wins and you have Harden the best scorer in the game and arguably the best player of all time 
yeah. together. They'll figure it out, stop bitching, and go. But I don't know, man. It's not a, really a lot of landing spots for him if they were going to trade him. Where would he go? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, you're bringing in – you're not just, like, bringing in a player and, like, just plugging him in. LeBron is a lot more than that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he's also not the type of person that's just going to be okay with going to a team and, like, fitting into, like, their culture. You know what I mean? Like, no. LeBron is his own culture. He's going to bring – his guys, like, you know what I mean? Yep. Clutch Sports will be running that locker room within, you know, a week. Uh, see, maybe that's the angle you have to look at. Who, wh- what teams have a lot of clutch guys? <laughs> Dude, know. it's the state of the NBA. Yeah. Which team has a lot of clutch guys? Because then you know that's a LeBron team. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. Maybe the Wizards? Isn't it Bradley Beal a clutch guy? <laughs> you imagine them trading him to the Wizards? I mean, they're stuck anyway. But, dude, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, we're talking about LeBron trades. Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy what the NBA is. After them signing in this year, I was like, well, you know what? Like, you know, the Lakers are back. But uh, we, we all said it, too, which is insane. Yeah, it just um, just boils down to, like, maybe it's not that easy. And as a Nick fan, now I'm just like, fuck, like, maybe it's not that easy. Maybe, like, we do sign these two guys, and it's just dog shit all over again. True, but you also have to take into account the West is just fucking unfair. Yeah, the West is really good. But so is the East now. Yeah, the East is better, but there's, there's a much bigger drop-off in the East than there is in the West. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you you go. I don't even know how the Pacers are still a four seed. That's crazy to me. Well, Wes Matthews is playing out of his mind. <laughs> Shout out Wes. Shout out Wes. Uh, we need some more dirt on him. No dirt. No dirt on Wes. No dirt. On Come on, we need it. Like <laughs> something. That's for a little later pod. We're trying to tease this now. Oh boy, get get more viewership. For- <laughs> Tune in next week for the size of Wesley Matthews' dick. Okay. Um, but, dude, I mean, look, the Pistons, Nets, Heat, that's a big – that's your six, seven, eight in the East compared to Spurs, Jazz, Clippers. Spurs yeah. are the Spurs. The Jazz are actually a good team, and the Clippers are a gritty team, man. They're not going to be an easy out. I know. It's going to be good. It's – Let's kind of do the same thing that we did with the East here. Okay. I think, I mean, the Warriors and Clippers, that, that might be a pretty entertaining series. It's going to be entertaining because Beverly's going to be a dick. Yeah. All those guys are going to be like, they're going to be playing tough because that's what they do. Montrez, Harrell, all those kind of guys. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the Warriors are just going to, like, it'll be close, and then they'll just be like, dude, we're the Warriors. I think they'll lay the smack down. I do, I do like this Jazz Nuggets series, too. That, that could be good. I like all these series, actually. Jokic Gobert would be fun to watch. For sure. Spurs are going to get lit up by whoever they play. Yeah, Spurs are playing the Rockets. I see the Rockets just running through them. And then I can't believe the Thunder. I thought the Thunder were a two seed recently. I, I didn't realize the Thunder, that they fell a five. 
yeah, they haven't been playing that great. You know, recently in their last ten, they're four and six. But yeah, and then I like the Trailblazers. I think that's a fun team to watch. Um, I mean, Dame's my guy. I really like Dame Lillard. You got to see what happens with McCollum. What? You got to see what happens with McCollum. He just got hurt. Oh, that's true. That's big for them. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Dude, going back to the Lakers, though. If they don't get Anthony Davis, they're fucked. They, they're done. Yeah. Oh, they're done. They're, they're done. They're sitting people. They're doing the fucking load management crap. Load management. The guy's not going to play basketball for seven months. What are you, what are you gearing him up for? <laughs> right? Season's gearing over up. in two weeks. Oh, load ma- management. Gearing up for the banana boat. Yeah, literally. All right, bud. You got something to wrap this up with? I do, and we're going to stay with the current topic because uh, I don't know how we went through this and we barely spoke about the Dark Horse MVP candidate, Mario Herzogna, Super Mario. Dude, I'm just going to have – I'm sorry. I need the mic. I need the floor for the next, like, two to three minutes. I don't know if we have that much time, but go for it. Mario, Super Mario, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing with your life? If you did... All right. If we had a quick, if you just looked up his highlights, you see him dunking on Giannis and stepping over him and then getting a game-saving block to win the game versus LeBron. You would think this dude's a superstar. But in actuality, he plays about 10 minutes a night, gets seven points. Either... I- I don't, I don't understand it. He's the dude. same dude that said back in the day, oh, like when Messi, when he played in Europe, like Messi came to town or, and they were his, the team was playing like wherever he played. And the reporter was like, oh, are you going to go see Messi while he's in town? And his response was, is Messi going to come see me? What like the confidence is through the roof. Put it together, man. You're 6'8". You could run. You could jump. You could pass. You could shoot. Put it together, Mario. Let's go. It's just that unlocked potential there for him. I mean, there's a reason why he was drafted that high. But he just hasn't – it just hasn't all clicked for him. I mean, he's really bad defensively, even though LeBron got locked down by him. Now, what's funny is no one talks about this, but rewatch the clip from the other angle, and DeAndre, like, pushes Mario into LeBron – it's really funny. Yeah. Did you reckon it? Like, did you pick up on that? I didn't pick up on that, but it, it wouldn't shock me that someone had to push Mario into LeBron for him to defend him. Yeah, he pushes him, and then he, like, gets right up on him for the block. It's, like, perfect. Well, I mean, that's what you get when you, you have a defensive. I mean, I guess, you know, keeping DeAndre hasn't been the worst thing because we still suck, but he's actually, like, maybe he's teaching Mitchell Robinson, like, how to do – that type of stuff, you know? No, that is true. That, that, that is true. Guess... All right, I'm done. It's over with Matt Mario. That's all I got to say. Enjoy Europe because you're going back there next year, jackass. I think that's a perfect way to end this show. What do you think? <laughs> all right, I'll take it. Perfect, bud. All right, man.
this time next week, we'll catch you. Yes. We're staying on it throughout the playoffs, guys. Don't worry. Don't give them – don't say that now. Oh, no, we are. I'm holding up the cattle. All right. Peace.